millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome once again, everyone, to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and welcome to our podcast. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, the topic of our podcast today is on none other than the uh, gangster Pretty Boy Floyd. And uh, we're going to get in to talk about um, Charles Arthur Pretty Boy Floyd in just a minute. But before we do, I'd like to introduce our panel. As always, we have the uh, very uh, good and kind hearted. What the hell are you talking about? Nobody here. Nobody here. Ain't nobody in this room. Talking the very about. Uh, uh, angelic, I, I guess would be a good word. Oh, uh, yeah. that's me. Uh, Brandy, uh, how, are, how are you there, uh, Brandy, today? Oh, I'm great, Tim. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. How, have you had a good week, Brandy? Well, you know, Tim, it's been a little long. The week's been dragging just a little bit, but, you know, it's almost here. It's almost the weekend, so... Yeah, we're excited because you you know you were off there a couple of weeks and didn't do a podcast with us, so we're glad that you're back. Well, I was busy, you know, working. Yeah, and I'm, making money. Yeah, <laughs> you, you 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 mean this this podcast? You're not set for life? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> See, I would have never thought that. However, have you, have you been while she was gone? Did show some interesting. Uh, we saw a spike in our. We uh, saw a little bit of a spike yeah. in our listenership. <laughs> so, have you not been forwarding our um, uh, uh, the money we're getting from our sponsors? Have you not been forwarding Brandy her share? I've been forwarding what she earns. Yeah, so there that answers that question. So she gets nothing. Yeah, unfortunately, none of us earn anything doing this, but but maybe one day. We do we, it for the love. We do it for the art. Yeah. Um, and also with me today, of course, is the very distinguished, honorable, and debonair, and surprisingly very flexible, Char- Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters the third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, the Charles? Chaz. Well, thank the you. Chaz. Yes, the Chaz. Thank you for that introduction to me, those kind of words. I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, Got to get, yesterday was National Dog Day. Got to give a shout out to the Rude Dog. To Rudy. Rudy, happy National Dog Day. He trusty, loyal, fierce. Does he listen to our podcast? He does all the time. He does all the time. Wow. He only left us two stars a couple times on different podcasts. Two Pauls? Yeah, two Pauls. Well, and how's the lovely Renee? Um, you know, she getting she getting meaner and meaner to me. 
wonder why. Well, we will, by our next podcast, we will have come up on, what is the date today? Today is August 27th, and it should be, this should be released probably today. The year of our Lord. I am two two days away from being married to that lovely woman for 28 years. Oh, well, happy anniversary there, Colonel. I hope you're doing something nice for for her. I always, yeah, but I can't say that what I'm going to do on the radio. Um, It's a family show here. Um, You're so gross. But anyway, I was, I was... Thinking one time that uh, just one time. Well, I was thinking reached that, your limit. Uh, I was watching. You give him a break. I was he was thinking sixty minutes, and it was uh, a victims' rights group. Yeah, and it was talking about the average murderer only yeah. spent eleven years in prison. To me. Okay, I've been married for twenty-eight years. I got a worse sentence than the average murderer. So poor Renee has been in purgatory for 28 years. Yeah, man, that's a long haul. Poor Renee. She, we, we, around the house, we call her Mrs. Colonel. No, you don't. We, yeah, she's just known as Mrs. Colonel. Okay. So we have any uh, sponsors this week? Any we do shout have outs? a sponsor this week, actually. Okay. Um, now, we, we try to stay out of political stuff. You know that. Yes, um, but that's true. A, this was a group because I know him because I walk uh, down to the Finley Market all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's local merchants against, you know, Ohio is going to possibly have marijuana legalization on the ballot. You bet. Well, there's a group around here, local merchants against marijuana legalization. Um, it's the local Brotherhood of Distributors 196. And the guy I see, Spider. He's the treasure. <laughs> um, he, Spider, you mean they ousted Ray Ray? They're very much against the legalization of marijuana. <laughs> they are. They said it's going to cost them jobs, cost them, you know. It's well, their hurt jobs will go to Mexico. <laughs> it's going to hurt the <laughs> local economy. Um, Spider don't know what he's going to do if he gets uh, out of distribution. I hate to hear that. I, I, yeah. I was I was downtown today, and this guy was complaining about a cost, the cost of weed. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that. It's a legitimate concern. <laughs> he was saying that he, 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 you know, I don't know myself, of course, because I wouldn't partake in that sort of thing. But he was saying he, called, I, I don't, you know, when I was when I was in high school, you'd get a, a, a nickel bag, right? It'd be yeah. five dollars or a dime bag. A nickel bag could last you all night. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a little baggy yeah. thing. I, well, I guess now it's like twenty bucks a joint. Yeah, oh, and he was complaining because it, it, he couldn't even say so he took. It said it took him six. He had to smoke no three joints to get ISIS. It cost him sixty bucks. So and he was complaining about legalization that it was going to cost him any more. But you know the price of freedom. What can I say? Nothing. Speaking of, uh, can we move on now? You okay? Well, um, and we should give a shout out to Tanner. Because he's starting to listen to the podcast. All right, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner, for listening to the podcast. Tanner, of course, starting his final year. Final year at Loyola. At Loyola. Cool. Yeah, his twin brother is just sitting around in a drunken stupor, but I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. Okay. Well, shout out to both uh, Taylor and Tanner. And to Logan, who is starting his senior year in high school. starting his senior year in high school. He's... So far, so good. He ain't got suspended or nothing. So. It's the little things, isn't it? That it is. That, it's the little yeah. joys that you look for. It's the to. little joys that measure success. Okay. Well, let's talk about Charles author 
Pretty Boy Floyd. Uh, Pretty Boy Floyd, of course, was a gangster back in the roaring 20s and 30s. was gangster when gangster was, wasn't cool. Um, he was born on February 3rd, 1904. He passed away uh, where he was murdered, killed on October 22nd, 1934. So he was 30 years old when he died. Uh, as I said, he was an American bank robber. Um, he operated in the Midwest and West, uh, West, uh, Southwest Central States. South Central. Uh, wherever, yeah, South Central. Um, and he got a lot of press coverage back in the 1930s. This is the year, you know, this is the era of where there were a lot of the Depression. It was the era of the uh, gangsters and the uh, G-men and all that stuff was going on. So that, like most other prominent outlaws of that time, he was killed by uh, policemen. Um, actually, you know, the almost all of the bank robbers of that time were killed uh, by cops. The only one who wasn't, you know who that is, any guess? Uh, no. Bank robber? Uh, Ma Barker? No, she was. Yeah, she she was, was killed by yeah. the police? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They killed a woman? Yeah, in the Barker gang. The only the only one that wasn't killed was Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he but was, he got killed later on. Well, eventually, I'm, I'm sure he died at some point, but he didn't no, get... he got killed by other uh, gangs. Okay, I don't think he was killed by cops. We'll have to look that up. But anyway, um, Pretty Boy um, was killed by police officers. Um... And there's, uh, the colonel will get into this in a bit when we talk about um, the events leading up to his death, but historians have speculated as to uh, which of the officers involved at the event actually took him down, because it was both local police and FBI agents. Um, But the kill uh, was credited, is credited a right word for kill? I don't know. Well, well, I don't, I don't believe Keel is. Keel is right. Whatever. Keel is on a steamship. Robert, Robert Pete Pyle or George Curran. So there's, I guess there's some controversy on who um, actually shot Pretty Boy. It's been a discussion at my dinner table for years. Yes. Um, and, you know, it can lead some to some hard feelings if you want. Yes, it did. Because it people does. are very, very, uh, you know, about one side or the other. But um, Floyd was a very familiar figure in American pop, uh, pop, or pop culture back in the 20s and 30s. Um, by some, he was seen as uh, notorious, and by others, he was viewed as a tragic figure. Partly a victim of hard times of the Depression in the United States. And um, um, what contributed to that is a lot of times when he would go in and rob banks, he would uh, also have the banks tear up mortgages that people had. So back in those days, of course, uh, you know, everything was, all the records were kept in, on paper. And so uh, he would go in and tear up mortgages for folks. And so he became kind of this Robin Hood type of uh, character, much like, uh, you know, happened with some folks with Bonnie. Like Robin Hood. Bonnie and Clyde. Much and, like Robin Hood. Yeah, much like Robin Hood. Kind of the colonel. Uh, but anyway, he was, uh, he was born in Bartlow County, Georgia, 1904. Um, that was four years after the turn of the century. So almost 100 years wow. ago. Almost 101 years ago. I know, 111 years ago. Uh, his family moved to Oklahoma in 1911, I mean, probably just in time for the Dust Bowl. That's where he grew up. Yeah. As a Ute, he spent considerable time in nearby Kansas, Arkansas, and Missouri, and that's where he gets into some of his shenanigans uh, and um, the colonel, I think, is going to tell us about that. 
Not shenanigans. That's your part. No. No, I don't, do not have shenanigans. I have, I have his All right. shenanigans. Okay, Brandy has shenanigans. Tell us about his. Are you not the producer of this show? <laughs> I'm going to bring in a consultant because we really need, we really need some organization around here. Oh, shenanigans. Okay, so. Uh, I just want to say I dedicate 75 hours a week to this podcast. Thanks. And it, it would just. It would just I would just appreciate if, if everyone would come in a little better organized and, and what we are. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Well, that, that I think the show is a deal. I'm taking some offense. <laughs> the colonel has, and we've had comments left. Well, you haven't, but on the colonel's page, people leave comments. Yeah, where is um, that colonel page? I, I, that thing hasn't been updated since June. That's part long. of the problem. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I actually just gotta just gotta ask the colonel question. I may have to do that one soon, but um, I've been busy. I've been can busy I, also, doing can all I just state? Can I get back on the record or get back on topic here? Yes, it'd be the first time. The boy Floyd is not pretty. Okay. <laughs> well, you know it's kind of like calling <laughs> calling a short man, you know, or a, a slim man or a fat man slim or He's something. Homely. Well, but but you know you got to look at the error. Right? Maybe there wasn't. You know, maybe it's a, a you know. It's all relative. Well, baby face Nelson, he he didn't really have a baby face. But pretty boy, pretty boy did not like the nickname pretty boy Floyd. But you're going to tell us all that. So please go right into the topic. So he was first arrested at age 18 after he stole three dollars and fifty cents in coins from a local post office. That's a federal offense. I bet. I I bet you, Colonel's got that much in his wallet right now. It was probably for the Coke machine. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe he needed change. Or maybe he was going to do laundry. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Three years later, he was arrested for a payroll robbery um, on September 16, 1925, in St. Louis, Missouri. And he was sentenced to five years in prison. He served three and a half years of that sentence before he got paroled. When he was paroled, he vowed he would never see the inside of a prison again. How did when did he get called Pretty Boy? I don't know. I'm getting I there. believe it was in prison. I'm getting there. Yeah, <laughs> that was Pretty Mouth. Come here. You, you, got the pr- pretty you, don't, you don't want that nickname no, in, prison. Not in prison. That was Pretty Mouth. How yeah. old was he when he got sent to prison? <laughs> Three years. 21. You know, you see a big dude when you walk in and he says, Boy, you're purdy. You're purdy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He would never see the inside of another prison. He vowed never to he be taken vowed. alive. He vowed it. Yeah. So, so you know it's true. Yeah, well. He, uh, he he knows it's not gonna happen. So, entering into partnerships with more established criminals in Kansas, in the Kansas City underworld, which is smart, by the way. Well, you got to organize. Well, you really do. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they had a union. He committed a series of bank robberies over the next several years, and it was during this period that he acquired the nickname Pretty Boy. Uh, according to one account, when the payroll master targeted in a robbery described the three perpetrators to the police, he referred to Floyd as a mere boy, a pretty boy with apple cheeks. I think that witness uh, was a little well, light and sweet on him. Well, sweet on him. <laughs> I believe he was. He had a crush. He developed a crush on him. Well, yeah. First of all, the payroll master. Well, whatever. All right. Like I want his, a job that's, uh, that has the, at the end master. <laughs> like even if it's you basically master. you basically have a job now where the first word is math the first part of the word is master yes yeah so alright so like babyface Nelson he hated the nickname pretty boy in 1929 Floyd was wanted on wanted on numerous cases um, on March 9th he was arrested in Kansas City on a 
on investigation and again on May 6th for vagrancy and suspicion of highway robbery. That's but he was robbery. released the next day. Did he charge too much? Is that what happened? <laughs> you know, that's highway robbery. <laughs> yeah. That used to be a uh, a capital offense. Highway robbery used to be a capital yeah. offense. Did they have highways back then? Yeah. Well, I think it was just like if you're out on an open road that you rob someone, they would, they, call they, them, they, they call them road pirates. Yeah, they would they would hang you. Road pirates. They were dandy dancers too. <laughs> you know, we did not. We we failed to neglected to mention. Um, send out our best wishes to young Brittany, um, who is finishing up her last week, hopefully in rehab. Jesus Christ, how long is she going to be on vacation? We tried to make her go to rehab, and she said no, no, no. She said no, 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 but she fin- they finally got to go on to rehab. Uh, Good. And I think she's... I hope she's successful. Kick that crap I out hope it. she's at... What's the name of that place? Uh, Bay Fort? No, the, the new place where, you know, they always show the commercial. Oh, I don't know. It's like Reflections. Well, she got a shoe problem. She, she got a shoe. shoe problem, but that's, that's not why she's in rehab. Okay, back, back to All Pretty right. Boy. So he was arrested for vagrancy and suspicion of highway robbery, but was released the next day. Two days later, he was arrested. He got around. Two days later, he was arrested in Pueblo, Colorado. Much like the brown guy, double My God, what, what, what can't you stay out of trouble for two days? Is that asking a lot? I, yeah. Uh, he was arrested in Pueblo, Colorado, and charged with vagrancy. What? Anyway, he was fined fifty bucks and sentenced to sixty days in jail. <laughs> you would think of all people they would want him to be a vagrant. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay here, don't do anything. When, and where, where are you going to get the fifty bucks if you're a vagrant? Well, so he, Floyd, under the alias Frank Mitchell, was then arrested in Akron, Ohio, on March eighth of nineteen thirty. He was charged with... Passages from Malibu. That's the name of that. Oh, I want to go there. They give massages. Uh, Well, just to get you a crack at it, and then you'll be able to do that. Well, okay. Can I just have a drinking habit? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Okay. I think you already got that, don't you? Don't judge me. Anyway. All right, so now he's in Akron. So he was under his his alias, Frank Mitchell, in Akron, uh, on March 8th, 1930, and charged and charged in the investigation of the murder of an Akron police officer who'd been killed during a robbery that evening. The law next caught up with Floyd in Toledo, where he was arrested on suspicion of something, doesn't say, on May 20th, 1930. So, you know, it's okay if he's out in Missouri causing trouble, but when he comes in my backyard, uh, we got problems. Into Ohio, we got problems. Go ahead. Okay. The Buckeyes don't take that. Well... He was convicted of the Sylvania, Ohio bank robbery and sentenced on November 24, 1930 to 12 to 15 years in the Ohio, the Ohio State Penitentiary. <laughs> oh, man. You don't want to go. You don't, the, the but he old, escaped. That was an old workhouse. He man. made a vow. He that place. Well, he did have a vow. He made a vow. And he that was a, is it one of our haunted places? The old Ohio State Penitentiary? Yeah, yeah, Ohio State yeah. Penitentiary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so. yeah, you can take a tour through it. Yeah. I think you can spend the night there. Some, some of uh, us already have. Pretty boy did. Yes. A couple of rough well, no, he is, well, he escaped. Floyd was a suspect in the deaths of Kansas City brothers Wally and Bull Ash. Those stupid names. Uh, who were bootleggers. Have some respect for the dead. Yeah, Wally. Those are stupid. Bull. Bull. B-O-L-L. Bull. Bull. 
I, well, know, I think that might have, maybe it could both, be a typo. It could have been Bo Wally, like Bo Weevil. Bo Wally. It wasn't. They were two separate people. Oh, they weren't okay. even conjoined. They were brothers. They were brothers. Um, they were found dead in a burning car on March 25th, 1931. A month later, on April 23rd, members of his gang... So now, evidently, Pretty Boy has his own gang. Uh, they Bastard. Killed, uh, he's moving right up. Killed patrolman R.H. Kastner of Bowling Green, Ohio. Okay, so now this is a second cop in Ohio he's killed. Well, here we go. On July 22nd, Floyd killed Agent Curtis C. Burke of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, oh, Tobacco, no, and Firearms. Oh, ATF. And explosives in Kansas City, Missouri. He's all over the fresh Yeah, place. you know, you know that it's not going to end well. When you start killing cops, it well, doesn't. It's not going to end well. Of all branches, in 1932, former Sheriff Irv Kelly of McIntosh County, Oklahoma, was killed while trying to arrest Floyd. You know, they would say like when Dillinger would come like through small towns, the mm-hmm. cops would like resign. Yeah, they were like, yeah. Them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go work on a farm. Well, yeah. You draw unemployment for a while. He was a former sheriff, so I don't know what he's doing being all renegade. Who who was a former sheriff? Former Sheriff Irv Kelly of McIntosh County. Uh, he was trying to be a hero. Uh, in November of that year, three members of Floyd's gang attempted to rob the Farmers and Merchants Bank in Bowley, Oklahoma. Despite his life of crime, Floyd was viewed positively by the general public. When he robbed banks, he would destroy mortgage documents, which freed many citizens of their debts. He was protected by the citizens of Oklahoma, who referred to him as Robin Hood of the Cookson Hills. We say hell he could tear up my student loan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got a couple documents I'd like to see. He's almost like the Wall Street people who was shredding mortgages and stuff. Well, yeah, you know, but you're Goldman Sachs. Yeah, for Goldman Sachs. Well, during, you know, during that time they were they were uh, during the depression they were um, repossessing homes and stuff. So, I guess people look favorably on it. Although you think that killing the cops would kind of give you a hurt your hurt your uh, six of one half yeah, dozen but uh, back then cops were might have been crooked. Well, and they they enforce the uh, they enforce the, they uh, the damn yeah they enforce the uh, um, oh the repos yeah repossession of the farm. So Floyd and Adam Floyd and Adam Rachetti became the primary. Man, he was Italian. Uh, Might have been became the primary suspects in the June seventeenth, nineteen thirty three gunfight known as the Kansas City Massacre that resulted in the deaths of four law enforcement officers. Yeah, and this was a big deal. I mean, it's, you know, I, you know, the night Chicago died, that song, yes. they talk about a dozen cops. Yeah, yeah, that song's bullshit. They was never, that never happened. But some people say that that song might have been based on this Kansas City massacre where four cops were killed. I just made that up. I had to, but, okay. but I thought it, it was an antidote that uh, I've just thrown out there that someone might pick up and spread and it may go viral. <laughs> I think you've done enough to have things go viral. Go viral, really? Yeah. In a Let's move along, please. <laughs> so J. Edgar Hoover used the incident as ammunition to further empower the FBI to pursue Floyd. Historians were divided as to are divided as to whether or not he was actually involved. Now, see, I could see J. Edgar Hoover calling him Pretty Boy. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. J- walking around with his high heels. Yeah. Stocking. Whatever, like you don't like to feel pretty every once in a while. I'm feeling pretty right now, as a matter of fact. Well, that's. I got, my, I got my magic underwear on. Okay. So, another more likely suspect was gang member Saul Weissman, who could or could not have been Jewish, maybe. 
If he's a wise man, he is Jew. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Let's, let's let's just don't be making disparaging remarks about there people. There was no disparaging remark. I'm saying that his name is. Well, so you're, wise I'm man. just saying you're you're stereotyping people based upon his name. I don't think it's a stereotype. I think that's a Jewish name. He probably Italian. Did you you not just say that? I don't don't recall. He probably Polish or something. I don't recall. Sol was a Jew. Evidently, Sol Weissman was pretty, too. He resembled Floyd. Uh, Floyd. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Floyd adamantly denied his involvement in this whole huge fiasco. Uh, apparently, it was a botched attempt to free bank robber Frank Nash, who was in police custody. So they were trying to get this guy See, out. That was a day when you could like, go in and blow, blow up a police station and, and break people out. Oh, yeah. You can't do that so anymore. So hold on. He's shoot, shooting police officers all over the country. But not this but time. But he does not want his good name sullied by <laughs> not, not being associated time. with this. Not Frank Nash. Frank Nash was... Well, I think at this time, it's, that was a... Uh, that was a the the massacre was a big deal. I mean, that was a big headline. So I don't. I think he probably didn't want to be involved with that. It wasn't as big as a Valentine's Day massacre. Okay. Hey. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The gunfight was an attack by Vernon Miller and accomplices on lawmen escorting robber Frank Jelly Nash. I bet he hated that nickname too. Jelly. Yeah. To a car parked at the Union Station in Kansas City, Missouri. To Kansas City. Police officers, Detective William Groom and Patrolman Grant Schroeder. Oh, and that's nice. They're, like, cited in here. Um, McAllister, Oklahoma Police Chief Otto Reed and FBI Special Agent Ray Caffrey were killed. Nash was also killed as he was sitting in the car, so somebody really screwed that up. Yeah, uh, that was a, as I said, that was a that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think that kind of turned it's the, the thought that counts. That, that when once that happened, it kind of turned public opinion against um, Pretty Boy. Two other Kansas City police officers survived by slumping forward in the back seat and feigning death. As the gunman inspected the car, another officer responded from the station and fired at them, forcing them to flee. That And that's another problem. These guys weren't necessarily doing anything to them. They were going after these cops. Yeah, yeah it was an ambush. So that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Miller was found dead on November 27, 1933, outside of Detroit, Michigan, beaten and strangled. So the guy who started the whole thing was murdered. 
Burned in Detroit, Detroit. which in, you know, it's such away. a yeah. it's such a peaceful city, right? Yeah. Floyd and Rochetti were alleged to have been Miller's accomplices in all of this. <coughs> God bless you, Colonel. God bless you. I got the hey demon fever. Yeah. Factors that weighed no, the against the gout. The gout. Okay. Factors that weighed against them at the time included their apparent presence in Kansas City at the time. Uh, I would. Yeah, that would that would weigh against. Yeah, that was there. That was there. Uh, there were eyewitness identifications, but those have been contested. Uh, Rachetti, who's always evidently been a problem, he left his a, name rhymes with machete. It does, but he left a fingerprint. His his name. What's his first name? I don't know. It should be whatever machete Shetty. I bet he was Italian. Machete Rachetti. So his he left a fingerprint. Uh, reco- that allegedly uh, yeah. had been recovered from a beer bottle in Miller's hideout. I wonder how how reliable fingerprints were at the time. Though. They were mm-hmm. not that technical. An underworld account named Floyd and Rochetti as gunmen. Well, what's an underworld account? What does that mean? It means Tony Soprano went to him and said, hey. Look at it. Yeah. Wendy Bolger told him. That That's right. Thing. I'm not one to gossip, so you yeah. didn't hear it from me. Uh, well, what happens to the stitches? They Snitches. Get, they get bridges. They get bridges. Snitches get bridges. And Hoover was just damn convinced that it was just it was that. <laughs> yeah, I think Hoover probably, whatever, you know, Hoover was an ass. And then this guy, and then this random Not condoning guy, it, I'm just saying Hoover was an ass. Well, and then this guy, this bank robber named Alvin Carpus. Uh, They were just acquaintances, I guess, him and Floyd. He claimed that Pretty Boy Floyd confessed to him. Oh, he was the one from the end of the world. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'd be looking at his background. If they're acquaintances, how's he doing? Hey, dude, guess what I did? I killed like six boys. You know, they always got to one-up each other. What are they sitting around drinking, playing cards? They're not friends. Let me tell you about the time I shot the policeman in Toledo. Oh, that's nothing. You know, I did like at a barber shop. Yeah, you should never, you never, you should never share that stuff with acquaintances. No. Um, on the other side of the issue, the band, the bandit alleged to have been Floyd was supposed to have been wounded by a gunshot wound in the attack. Um, gunshot wound in the shoulder. Uh, Floyd did not have this injury. The underworld account identifying Floyd and Rochetti as killers was offset by equally unreliable underworld accounts proclaiming their innocence or identifying others. That's how the underworld does. Yeah, it's, it's inconsistent. So some uh, someone narked on him, someone else says, no, nah, he didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, so you can't trust a gangster. You cannot. So, uh, but he gets he gets blamed for it. The Floyd, well, and his family... Mm-hmm. Uh, maintained that while he owned up to all these other crimes, he just vehemently denied until the end of his life that he was involved with this, and so did Rochetti. And he probably, he probably, I believe him, I think he probably wasn't involved, but what does it matter? He already killed like four or five cops anyway. Well, it's been contended that this crime would have been inconsistent with Pretty Boy's other criminal acts, because he was not really known as a hired gun or a hired killer. Yeah. So it did not and fit that's his it, modest operandi. It did not. Dun, dun, dun. If I were a profiler, I would not pick out Pretty Boy. For well, I think no. probably what happened is that uh, some organized crime figures whacked these cops and they 
They got tired. Singing. They were tired of Pretty Boy and his shenanigans. And, and, so, and they solved two problems. Also, could have had the Jelly Man. He might have had evidence on people, and maybe they wanted him dead too. And J. Edgar Hoover, you know, he he was notorious for turning the, his, you know, turning the other way when it comes to organized crime. So it was just easy to pl- blame it on Pretty Boy and These go bandits. after. But you know, bandits. like like I said, what the hell? Pretty Boy is already. Man, he already killed four or five people, so he yeah. wasn't a saint himself. He's a, they were bandits. They weren't really in the organized group. Right. Are we ready to move on to the colonel now? Sure. Colonel, tell us about the demise of Pretty Boy Floyd. Well, now, Pretty Boy Floyd had a problem. He had a little PR problem here. Because when John Dillinger got killed back in July of 34, yeah. Floyd was named pubic enemy number one. Yeah, because uh, Dillinger... Enemy? Dillinger was public enemy number okay. one, right? You know what? I I had a little typo in my notes. Said it's public, not yeah. pubic. Enemy. Yeah, there public you go. Enemy number one. Yeah. So, but but the, that title was originally with Dillinger. With Dillinger, and then they they shot him outside the theater there in Chicago. Yeah. Right? And then Pretty Boy Floyd became public enemy number one. See, he moved up. See, you want to let's see. You want to be it? public enemy number two? You know what That's I mean? That's just you, the first. You want to be like eight? You want to be eight? Yeah. yeah. So you got some time. Because um, they always killed his number one. Um, on October 22nd, nineteen. Who's public enemy number one now? Is anyone know? I'm going to look that up. Go ahead. Um, October 22nd, 1934, Floyd got shot in a cornfield behind a house in Spruceville Road between Beaver Creek State Park and East Liverville, Ohio. Oh, where that, I know where Beaver Creek is. I know where Beaver Creek is, too. He was being pursued by local law officers and Melvin Purvis. Who, of course, is Melvin is, Purvis. Yes, who is he? Oh, Mel, Melvin Purvis was the lead. Uh, he, he he killed Dillinger. Mm-hmm. He was an FBI he was agent. An FBI agent. He was the one who supposedly killed Dillinger. Supposedly killed uh, Pretty Boy, but most people, by most accounts, and if you look at the autopsy, Melvin Purvis was lying. Yeah, but uh, and and he also got in. Um, he started getting a lot of publicity after the Dillinger killing, and that pissed off. Uh, yeah, it pissed off uh, Jagger Hoover. Now, there's three different accounts of what happened here, though. Um, some say that Purvis killed him. Some say that the local lawman killed him. Some say he was killed by others. The only thing we know is that Pretty Boy he he driving down the road with Rochette. Okay. Mm-hmm. Driving down the road, they got, of course, they got the ladies with them. Um, and it's a heavy fog, and back then they didn't have uh, front wheel drive, you know. They had headlights on the car. What the hell? It wasn't a Flintstone mobile. They Did they pick them up and then run? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, my my whole thing with that Flintstone car, why it's easier to do run. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but then you gotta, but. Well, then you have to wait. Once you get momentum, no, because here's the problem: you always got that straggler in your family that you have to end up waiting on. But if you all, if you're in the car, then you're all together. Well, that's true. See, but you can only go as far as fast as the slowest person. No, because not everybody was pushing. Oh yeah, only Fred was pushing. That's true. Yeah, I like how they bold. We're on their tiptoes. Twinkle toes. Just, just, just to add other famous people who were public enemy number one besides. John Dillinger and Pretty Boy Floyd. Al Capone. Yes. Uh, Babyface Nelson. 
But he hated Babyface. And uh, in 2002, Joaquin Guzman Lorea. I don't know who he is, but... I thought it was... An Osama bin Laden was... Okay. I thought he was. I thought Osama, Osama bin Laden was, too, but... Uh, At one point he was. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, this Joaquin guy's dead, too. I don't know who he was. He oh, he was El Chapo. El Chapo. Oh, so he oh, still yeah. is, then, didn't he? Yeah, he got out, didn't he? Yeah, he escaped... Yeah. Should I be talking about Pretty Boy? For yeah, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so... Really? Well, he probably was taken off as number one, and he, now he's probably back on number one. Yeah. yeah. He wanted that spot back. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, uh, Charles. Okay, now, we're, he's 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 public enemy number one. He's driving down the road with Machete and a couple ladies, and it's foggy out, and... Uh, now, El Chapo was born on Christmas Day. Instead of Joaquin, shouldn't his first name be Jesus? Okay, pretty boy Floyd got killed on July, October 22nd, 1934. He got shot. He got killed. Thank you. <laughs> no, girl, please, please, please expand on it. I'm sorry. I, 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 we'll do a podcast on El Chapo another time. So what, so what, led, up to, what led up to the death of pretty boy Floyd? Well, what the hell you think led up to his death? He was shooting policemen all across the goddamn country. That's what you led up to it. What led to his it. death? He kept interrupting the guy yeah. beside him. He kept interrupting the son of bitch. Rashetti killed his ass because he kept trying to talk. And then Rashetti was like, and hey, did you know this? And did you know that? And finally, he was like, ah! Rashetti pulled out Colonel, a gun and shot Colonel, him inside of the head. That's Colonel, what happened. Colonel, 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 you seem a little on edge. <laughs> Interrupt me one more time, goddammit. One more time. Please, please. There's okay. no reason. Okay, Colonel, you seem a little on edge. Just just please recap for us the events leading up to the death of Pretty Boy Floyd. You have our complete attention. Okay. He's driving down the road. Okay, they leave. Somehow they end up in Buffalo, New York. Now they're driving down the road. Get all the way to uh, Ohio. Okay. Really? They're coming back to Ohio? Uh, yeah. For whatever reason, <sighs> I don't know. But uh, there's a three point eight million dollar bounty on Nell Chapo's head. To say. <laughs> if any of y'all, anyone of our listeners have information leading to, uh, can lead to the arrest of El Chapo, contact your local FBI. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I, I, I'm going to find some shit out because I want that reward. Totally worth being having to run for the rest of my life. <laughs> I forget where I was at. You were talking this about this is the most unprofessional show I have ever been involved with in my oh. entire life. I'm sorry, Colonel. Go ahead. Okay, so him and Rashetti driving down the road. I don't think he's sorry at all. Okay, Rashetti driving. They got a couple ladies with him, but Rashetti and kids, you need to listen to this shit because this is what happened to Pretty Boy Floyd. This is what Diddy meant. Rashetti texting and driving at the same time in a heavy fog. And his vehicle hits a telephone pole. So they checked out the, the Verizon records later. And turned out he was texting and driving. Hits a telephone pole. <coughs> now, they don't want to be recognized, so they send the ladies into town to get a tow truck. Now, the women go into town to get a tow truck. The lady, women folk. The women folk. Well, yeah. If somebody got to do all the walking, hell, it should be the women. They smaller most of the time. But anyway. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, he is number so, one. Now, on October 19th here, this happened on October 18th. October 19th, 
Joe Fryman and his son-in-law driving down the road. They see two men dressed in suits lying by the side of the road. So were they just hanging out there? That ain't something you see every day. I guess, you know, it took the women a long-ass time. You can't send the women out to get it. Well, they want to get their nails done. I mean, Yeah, awesome. I mean, they got in there. They went to the beauty parlor. They went to the shoe store. They went to the lady product place. Amon al-Zawahi is the new leader of al-Qaeda, uh, and he is the number two guy on the 10 most wanted list. So, if you know of the whereabouts of Mr. Al-Zawahi, please contact your local authorities. <laughs> okay, so so then Joe Fryman called the police. Police came out and shot, shot him. He was dead. So, so who, who did he shoot? No, 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 no. Who no, did they, he shoot? Come they, on. They captured Rashetti, shot pretty boy, the colonel done. But, uh, but, but there was some controversy, so talk there about There ain't the, no controversy. Yeah, they, he, he was shot dead. The Chaz. The, the chance is done. Okay, come on, go ahead, Colonel. I'm sorry. Who? What? Finish up. Finish up. Wrap this. Wrap Don't this up. <laughs> Take a bow. Let's put a bow on it. <laughs> the controversy is who killed him. Right. Like did the FBI are? killed him? No. Did uh, so like who local shot police? Yeah. Kill. <laughs> is that broad? What was her name? <laughs> it was a woman. Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen. Yeah. That's Sue the Ellen. only one I know. Ain't nobody, ain't no women in here that's still getting a tow truck. <laughs> now, they both run into the woods. Rashetti gets captured. Now, they get this former police officer. He running after him. His name's Chester K. Smith. Chester the Monster? He was a, he, he was a sniper in World War One. Didn't they, didn't they shoot him in the back? Well, That's yes. cowardly. Here's, here's, here's really what happened. They did in the movie. Were you there? Um, my grandpappy was. Was he? The Colonel Grandpappy, yeah. Hmm. So, the police chief running after him, but Floyd shooting back. He shoots the police chief in the foot, which means he can't drive a Flintstone mobile no more. Right. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, he runs and hides behind a corn crib. The FBI opens fire. Floyd reportedly said, I'm done for. You hit me twice. Bastards. Chester twice Smith the magic number. <laughs> says that he's the one that hit him twice with his 32 Winchester rifle. He said, I knew Purvis couldn't hit him, so I dropped him with two shots. Now, Smith's account says that uh, Chester Smith said he didn't kill him, he wounded him and put him down. He just winged it. And then he said Floyd B did not regain his footing, and he disarmed Floyd. Now, at this point, Purvis runs up and says, back away from this man, I want to talk to him. Oh, yeah, I bet he said that. Purpose questioned Floyd briefly, and after receiving just curses in, in reply, just some foul, foul language, Purvis ordered Ed <coughs> Hollis just turned and said, fire into him. Hollis then shot Floyd point-blank range with a submachine gun. Yeah, they, just, they, they murdered him. That's what him. you need was a submachine yeah. gun. Now, however, his autopsy and things dispute the fact that he got... Uh, Shot by multiple rounds from a submachine gun. He only had he only had four wounds when he got killed. But there were but there was that eyewitness that said he they just mowed him down basically. Yeah, yeah. So um, was it an underworld witness? And then there's other people um, said that either way, Purvis took credit for it. Um, Last interesting fact, his funeral was attended by between twenty and 40,000 people. 
remains the largest funeral in the history of Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it was, he was a hero in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and again, I think at Kansas City, what Kansas City Massacre was an attempt by law enforcement to kind of uh, damage his reputation because he did have that reputation of a, as a kind of Robin Hood like character. Well, but, he could have done it. Do you think J. Edgar Hoover was behind it? J. Edgar Hoover was a master of public relations. And I think that's probably Purvis's probably took credit for something he didn't do there because uh, he probably um, learned that from his boss. J. Edgar Hoover was a, eh, I'm not a big fan of J. Edgar Hoover. And, and let me just add one last thing. You, you got me a little riled up there to me. Uh, Dottie, I apologize for my language, uh, <laughs> but your son, he could make a preacher cuss. Okay. <laughs> The colonel usually she knows that man, all too well. But uh, I apologize if I've offended you. I know you're a, a dignified and graceful lady. So let me apologize for my language, Daddy. Thank you, Colonel. And you want to apologize to me? You kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, Brandy, any final thoughts on Pretty Boy Floyd? Final thoughts? She didn't even have a first thought on it. Charles Arthur Pretty Boy Floyd what, what's your thoughts on him Brandy I have no thoughts he was, he was a gangster he was pretty fucking gangster he was a gangster Charles damn it feels good to be a gangster what, how about you Charles what, what's your feeling on uh, Pretty Boy Floyd East Coast well West Coast? I believe that if if he wouldn't have been texting and driving he would have never got caught and my final thought on Pretty Boy Floyd is, like Brandy said, I don't think he's that pretty. Um, and although it was admirable that he tore up the mortgages and things. Um, he was a gangster. Yeah. He, he was still a murderer. And, now, you know, if you were, anybody were ever pretty, if you've seen Bugsy sequel, now he was a pretty man. He was a good looking man there. Um. Okay. Well, we're just talking about gangsters. They're not attractive people for the most part. Of course, so you're, most of them are so attractive. you're attracted to men. I'm not attracted to men. I'm just saying gangsters, when you have the pretty boy and this and that. Yeah, so so really, you shouldn't be going around calling yourself pretty boy. Most gangsters pretty were pretty, except, with the exception of Bugsy Siegel. Really? He was a handsome man. I think you just like his nickname. Well, that was my nickname when I was a kid. But, uh... Before I was the colonel. That doesn't sound anything um, like ass wipe. And uh, most of the gangsters, of course, was Italian. Uh, Italian men are not really known to be that handsome anyway. <laughs> what? Um, colonel, you are you are saying you're you're stereotyping again. Now, look at the mafia, Vito Genovese. He was ugly as hell. Um, he looks so ugly. Stop a clock. I'm not saying anything. I don't want. I don't want to have to uh, look over my back. He was. He had big scar on his face. Al Capone, big old bloated balloon head. All right. Well, all of them was ugly. They was ugly. Anything to say about John Gotti? Well, I will. No, he he short little little sawed off runt Napoleon. I'll tell you who was a handsome gangster though. Michael Corleone. He was. Michael Corleone was a good looking guy. He was. He was, and he was a good boy. He was a good boy. He was a good son. I want my boys to grow up be just like Michael Corleone. What about Polly? He was a good son. Polly, um, Polly had good hair. Polly Walnuts. Polly, Polly had great hair. hair. 
Yeah, good at. You got the little silver on the side. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this episode. Where can people find us uh, there, Colonel? I don't even want to tell people where to find us. <laughs> I hope this gets buried. Why we can't forever? We got this is the worst podcast I've ever had a part Okay, Colonel, where can people find us if they... If they want to see some of the good, here's some of the good podcasts we do. HistoryDweeb.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get on our Facebook page. Find us there at History Dweebs. Or, more importantly, you can go to iTunes, do a search for History Dweebs, see our whole back catalog, download them You can for celebrate free. our entire collection. You can subscribe to our channel and it'll come right to your iPhone, your iPad, your whatever, every time we release a podcast. You can you sell them on Amazon. You can, say, you can sell them on eBay. You can get a whole collection of the Colonel and the Colonel collection. The Colonel. Burn it on disc and sell it on eBay. The Okay, so join us next time on History Dweebs, the Colonel Collection. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.